you know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f- best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. What these young bloods have to understand that this game has always been and will always be about buckets. Just attack the basket. Welcome into Buckets Action Network's NBA betting podcast. We're in the workshop. Sean Little, Joe Delera. We're back off the All-Star break. A fresh, pretty big slate here coming in on a Thursday. JD, what's going on? How you feeling after the All-Star break? Dude, we got a little bit of time to relax. You know, I was hoping we were going to get some more futures markets up there, but we did the best that we could. So I'm excited. It's good to have some games back. What about it's you, man? It's definitely good to have some games back, man. I've been firing on NHL, Champions League, all types of stuff. So I'm excited for the NBA to be back. You know the deal. We're going to give out our best bets, break them down, and then we'll get out of here. Joe Delera, what are you looking at for your best bet Thursday NBA slate? So I got two, actually. I got the Oklahoma City Thunder on the money line, and I got LeBron James over seven and a half rebounds against the Golden State Warriors. What are you looking at? I am going Cleveland Cavaliers team total over 112 and a half minus 115 over at our guys at FanDuel Sportsbook. All right, JD, let's go. The Oklahoma City Thunder. Talk to me about why you like the Oklahoma City boys, Shea and the boys, and then we'll talk about LeBron and I'll get into the Cavs. Yo, so it's actually crazy. Like the market just continues to undervalue the Oklahoma City Thunder. And these, I think this is kind of the story between two teams that are at like very different parts of the season, right? The Jazz, they started off super, super hot. They were like one of the store, like they were like Cinderella story. You're like, what's going on here? Like this team looks great. Then they just were like, well, we're going to sell all our pieces. We're going to get rid of all these guys. We're going to rebuild. Like this was cute. Like whatever, uh, you know, we're going to pack it in. Now you're seeing almost the opposite with the Oklahoma City Thunder, they were a team that a lot of people were like, oh, this team's tanking. Like, they are bad. They're going to tank. They're going to try to get Victor Wimbanyana. And then the flip side, really, they're like, well, Shea's awesome. Jalen Williams has been really good. You know, they're like Lou Dort, obviously. Giddy's been playing very well. Like, they're getting better and better and better. And honestly, they feel like they have their dude in Chet Holmgren. So they're not worried about, like, tanking again. They're like, this squad's pretty good. Like, let's see what we can do. Since January 1st, 
Would you believe me if I told you that the Oklahoma City Thunder have the third best net rating in the league at plus eight, and they're 13 and eight? It's they're they're actually like a good basketball team. Uh, and like they're they're kind of putting the pieces together and they're dramatically undervalued. Since January 1st, though, Utah on the other side, 18th in, in net rating, minus 0.5. And they're 10 and 11 so far this season in that spot, or since January 1st, rather. The Thunder should not be a dog here. They've got Shea, they've got Giddy, they've got Dort, they got Jalen Williams. Like this team is significantly better. The Jazz, they got Laurie. He's been playing great, but they really dismantled that team. I'm going to take the Thunder on the money line here, especially at plus money. Uh, they're two and a half point dogs open to three point dogs. So I, I think you just go all the way, take the money line. They're going to win this game. The Thunder have been a, uh, one of the best covers in the NBA, if not the best cover. I believe it's the best number one cover in the NBA throughout the entire season. Shea yeah. Gilch Alexander continues to get whatever shot he wants on the offensive end. They play hard every night. It, it's similar to Utah. Utah, who does play hard every single night, yeah. but they, they are just outmatched in a lot of spots. I, I had a pretty big bet going into the break on Memphis minus seven. It ended up closing at 11 and a half, no Laurie marketing, but they were getting run off the floor. In that game, Memphis kind of came off the gas a little bit. They ended up co not covering that seven-point number, but through thoroughly getting outclassed in that matchup here. I, I like the Thunder overall as a squad. I, I'm interested to see how that matchup shakes out. All right, talk to me about uh, LeBron. You're going so, with the old man, the old man. You know, with the old man. You know coming <laughs> out of the All-Star break, he's got some fresh legs. He said out there, he came out there and he said, this he thinks is going to be one of the most – important stretches of games like that he's played in his career, especially for a regular season spot. And he's not wrong. The Lakers, they're behind. They really need to catch up in order to make a push for the play-in tournament. If they make the play-in tournament, look, you got to consider them as probably favorites or heavy favorites in almost any game they're going to play because you're going to have LeBron, you're going to have Anthony Davis. But this team is much improved since that trade deadline trade that brought in D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt, and Rui Hachimura in the separate trade. They're significantly better. Warriors, obviously, they're still going to be without Curry, which means you're going to miss a couple more shots, honestly. And we know that they play a bit undersized. They still don't have a big. In his last five games against the Golden State Warriors, LeBron has gone over this line with 10-plus in all five games. So I really like this spot for LeBron. I think that this is a game where he's going to start playing max minutes. He's going to start making this push, especially against the Warriors team that they play two more times in the next seven games. And they're getting there. It looks like Steph Curry's not going to play in this one. So this one's ultra important. You got to get this game, go up 2-1 on the season series. So that way you're not losing the tiebreaker to Golden State if they do drop the next one. So I think that LeBron's going to get out there. He's going to really get some boards. And the seven and a half is just a little bit too low for uh for the old man over here. LeBron James over seven and a half boards. I like it, JD. All right. Cleveland Cavaliers team total over 112 and a half, minus 115 over at Fandle. I love this spot for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Let's just let's just talk about Cleveland was playing some of the best basketball in the NBA to start the season. They went on a little lull. They weren't playing that well. Garland and Mitchell. We're missing games together when they were just they were starting to mesh a little bit. Then injuries happened. They weren't playing a, a lot of games together. But going into the break, they were playing some. Of, they're back to playing their best basketball of the season. Seven and three against the spread. Eight and two straight up in their last ten. They're they're absolutely killer. Similar to Denver at home. Twenty ten and one against the spread at home. Also, let's just let's just get down to the nuts and bolts of it. 
The Cavs have went over this 112 and a half number 10 times in their last 15 games, 10 and 5, 66%. Uh, if if you want to look at it just from how are they scoring the basketball type. Nuggets given up almost 54 points a game in the paint over the last 10. That's 20th in the NBA. We know Cleveland is big down there. And, and in the last 10, they're right outside the top 10 in points at 52.2. Nuggets on the road this year are giving up almost 116 and a half, 116.4 points per game on the road. That's that's towards the, the, the bottom half of the NBA, 17th. Now, we know about the pace and how slow Cleveland plays on <laughs> offense and just overall their offensive rating in general. But they're sixth in the NBA in, uh, in offensive rating over these last 10 games, 119 points per 100 possession. They are right behind the Nuggets at 119.4. On paper, this feels like an under type of game. I think the way the offenses have been playing and just overall how well Cleveland has been looking going into the break, this is going to be a, a spot where it's not as slow as it seems, and I think offense will be a lot more efficient. Well, we know about Denver's offense being efficient, 61% tr true shooting. That's number one in the NBA. We know about Jokic. He shoots 99% from the floor. We know, we know, we know how Nikola gets down. We know how we know how that goes. But the Cavs' best rating the last 10 in the NBA at 12.9. And, and these aren't against scrubs. They play the Clippers. They play the, the Grizzlies. They play the Bulls, who are scrubs, but still a top 10 defensive team in the NBA. They they played the Sixers as well, which was a loss, but they did go over that 111 or one. They they just missed that 112 and a half mark. They, they lost that game and had 112 points scored. Both teams are extremely slow. That's the only, that's my only worry in this spot. But they're both so efficient offensively. I think though they, they can squeeze some extra possessions out of this game. Last time these two teams played, early January, 121-108 Denver Nuggets in Denver. Big revenge spot for the Cleveland Cavaliers. And they put up 108 in one of the toughest places to play in the NBA on the road. Couple more possessions, couple more buckets pushes them over this 112 and a half number. I flat out think it's too low. I think they score 115 plus. It feels like a 117, 113 type game here in Cleveland. I like, I like this spot. Team total, Cleveland Cavaliers over 112 and a half, minus 115 at FanDuel. Yeah, man, I love that, especially with the fact that Aaron Gordon's probably not going to play, or I think he's already been ruled out. So he's a good defender. He can switch on everything. He can kind of bog you down. He's not playing. This is a great spot uh, to capitalize on the Cavs offense. I like that. Yeah, they've been super efficient. Uh, I, this is one of my favorite teams. I know we all we talk about the West, and I ain't worried about nobody in the West. We know we, we know what John <laughs> thinks of the West, but the West is loaded, but as as loaded as the West is, the East is loaded in a sense where it's very top heavy. There's four yeah. teams that are extremely good, and Cleveland is really starting to round out. I think they continue to roll, coming off some rest here at home and get back to business. I, I didn't want to touch the game because it's going to be tight, but I, I believe they do go over that one twelve and a half number, locking it. Anything else you're looking at on the slate here? It's a it's an interesting slate. I was actually. One of the things that did catch my eye seemed too, it's a big number, but seemed too obvious. I was looking at the over in Sacramento and Portland, yeah. but I ended up going with Cleveland. Anything else you were looking at? Dude, I, dude I've been staring at this Memphis Philly game. Yeah. I, I want to bet it, but I don't like, I can't, I can't make a decision on that one. Like, I don't, I think that Philly is just, I think Philly is better, but I'm not convinced that I want to lay four points with Philly especially like the Grizzlies there, you know, 
you just never know, especially coming out of the break, like what they're going to do. So um, I'm struggling there. But then I this Boston line, I honestly think that this should be a double-digit spread against the Pacers. Like this, it's eight and a half, like it's eight some places. Boston is, Boston's a wagon. And Indiana, like they've really struggled lately. And I'm like, I'm wondering if they're going to just pull the rug out soon and just start going into a tank. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I, I had the NBA bet stream the other day. They played the Bulls and the Bulls went up big. Yeah. And Pacers continue to scrap away and continue to fight. So, yeah, it's tough, man. Depending on the, the depending, I think here in the next week, we'll be able to tell like teams like Utah, Indiana, yeah. like are they going to actually try to close out the season strong and win games or are they just going to kind of cruise and then see what the next play is? overall as a franchise yes i was also looking at philly minus four the grizzlies we know how bad the grizz the grizzlies are one of the worst teams against the spread on the road they 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 i think they're i want to say their net rating is i don't want to butcher this on the i won't even i I won't even butcher it but I, i just know that they're like off of off of rest they're just like as underdogs on the road they're not very good they're no. they're just they're just a bad road team, and Philly does give up a lot of points in the transition though as well, and that's what Memphis likes to do. It's a it's a really yeah, interesting uh, spot. Yeah, so it's it's definitely a tough spot. It's a game that I'm interested to see, but I also think like you're right though, like Philly is not gonna get out of what they do in the regular season. Like they're not gonna try to like defend Memphis in like a nuanced way. They're just like, all right, like whatever, like here we right. are, you know, right. we got this game. So. Definitely interesting. Uh, we'll just kind of have to see how it goes, though. But it should be a pretty good slate. No doubt. To recap, Joe Dallara is going with the Oklahoma City Thunder. He said take the money line. And he's got LeBron James over seven and a half rebounds. I am looking at the Cleveland Cavaliers team total over 112 and a half. Lock that in. And that's going to do it for the first episode of Buckets. Back in action. Coming off of the All-Star break. For Joe Delera, I am your host, Sean Little. Don't forget it. Get buckets. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.